You're listening to Built in Brunswick, a podcast spotlighting the top businesses serving the community here in Brunswick County, North Carolina. I'm Jordan Mitchell, the founder of Growth Stack Media. Today, I'm joined by Courtney Bledsoe, the Director of Communications and Public Relations at Brunswick Senior Resources, Inc. We've got a very special episode for you today, so let's get right into it. In a nutshell, Brunswick Senior Resources, aka BSRI, is a nonprofit 501c3 agency here in Brunswick County. Um, We are the lead agency for the county for aging services, anything outside of adult protective services or APS, which is, you know, a government uh, division or department, um, kind of falls on BSRI. So, We do a lot, uh, but we have a pretty um, well-rounded organization, the way that we're structured. We have multiple divisions that handle multiple factors. So, yeah, um, like I said, we've been around for 20 years. We were first established in 2001 when there was a, a survey and then a plan that was developed called Brunswick Tomorrow. It was created by the county when they were forecasting the growth of our county um, and the anticipated demand for senior services based on the demographics. So BSRI was incorporated as a result of this, and then we were determined to be the lead agency for all aging services. Wow, that's a big responsibility to take on and very important because I don't think that's slowing down, right? The main demographic, I believe, are retirees in Brunswick County. As it stands today, the median age for Brunswick County residency um, for residents is 59 years old. Um, It varies region by region, uh, city by city within the county, what that those demographics look like. Like, for example, Calabash, um, which we were talking about a little bit earlier before we started recording, the median age for Calabash is around 69, I believe. Uh, So we definitely have an older demographic here in Brunswick County. So the demand for our services is pretty high. And I I know that there's a variety of services and we'll kind of get into that in a few minutes. I want to better understand, are the folks that are part of the community, do they live at these centers full time or is it something where they're there during the day, a mix of both? How does that work? Oh, yeah. Let me let me explain what a senior center is. We'll start there. Um, so in the aging world, there are a lot of different types of agencies and communities and organizations. Um, senior centers are kind of our niche. So a senior center is essentially in a lot of ways like a community center. So we are only open to the to the senior public. Um, Monday through Friday, typically between the hours of seven to four, eight to four, somewhere around there, Monday through Friday. So um, we are our facilities. We have five of them in Brunswick County. Uh, There's one in Calabash. We have one in Shalote, one in Supply, Southport and Leland. And those are all full service senior centers. And what a senior center does is we provide lifestyle and wellness programming through our recreation and wellness division, Coastal Carolina Active Living. And then we also have a whole host of resources and information and services through our aging resources division, um, which kind of houses 
anything and everything that a senior would need to be able to transition through the phases of aging, um, which can be quite a bit. And depending on the age that you're at, your your change or your needs change all the time. So, so we actually don't have anyone living in our senior centers. Um, however, we are on. I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit later, but we are on the path and in a direction where we do want to be a part of senior living communities and that world. And uh, we have some really awesome partnerships lined up right now in order to do that. But as it stands today, we don't have a place that you would you would actually live um, within within our organization. Okay, that makes sense. Thanks for clarifying that. And since we're on the topic, are there any partnerships in progress that you're able to mention or, or want to plug while I have Absol- you on the show? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, you know, it, we'll shift to housing uh, and talk just a little bit about that. Um, housing for most of America right now is kind of a big issue. Um, I'm sure that you're well aware that the limited availability and the high cost of housing um, is is very prevalent for a lot of people, but especially seniors. Um, Our mission, uh, Brunswick Senior Resources mission, is to enrich and enhance the lives of older adults and the quality of life for those older adults. And there's not much of a quality of life if you are worried about where you're actually going to live. Um, And so with limited availability of rentals and the high cost, BSRI feels responsible to address that issue and meet that need in some way. Um, It's definitely going to take us some time to be able to address the entire issue um, and fix the the problem as a whole. But right now, we are starting small with some partnerships where we are actually going to be a service provider for a planned community that's actually going up right now. Um, It's called the Calabash Shores. It's right behind our Calabash Senior Center. We have been working for years, actually about seven years, with uh, a private investment group that is looking at Brunswick County, the area as a whole, to develop communities for independent senior living. And so with this first project, BSRI's role is, is, like I said, that we will be a services provider. So we will have a whole host of programs and services that are specific to this community. and that could include anything from recreation, uh, group fitness classes. We'll be providing them a daily lunch uh, in addition to hosting social events and outings and educational opportunities. Um, and then we will also have the support of our aging resources division to give them any additional assistance that they might need. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. And the more we talk, the more I'm, I've discovered and from my research on my own about how BSRI is structured as the parent organization, but there's several other business entities and other sources of revenue that go into funding your programs. Are you able to share insights into some of these other businesses and how they contribute to the larger goal of supporting senior adults in Brunswick County? Absolutely. So BSRI operates several businesses. And these businesses, like you said, generate additional revenue. Um, As I mentioned earlier, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and most of our funding comes from federal, state, county entities, um, as well as grants, fundraising, 
all of the things a nonprofit does in order to sustain um, itself. But in addition to these funding sources, to kind of be able to go above and above and beyond those allocations, we have businesses that generate extra revenue for us. So um, a few of them, which I can talk about here, would be Brunswick Event Rentals that are, well, I think it's our second longest standing business. I believe our thrift stores were around, well, our first thrift store was around before Brunswick Event Rentals. But Brunswick Event Rentals is our rental business where we actually lease our senior center buildings out for events after hours. So once our uh, day-to-day operations are wrapped up, we then make these buildings available to lease. And so we host weddings, conferences, um, you know, any kind of event that you could think of that you might want to host in an event center, we hold those at our at our five senior centers. And then in addition to Brunswick Event Rentals, we have BSRI thrift stores. Currently, we have two of them. One is in Calabash, right on Beach Drive, across from the senior center. Um, we also have one in Shalope. And it's right on Main Street. If you're familiar with where the Food Lion is, it's across the street from the Food Lion and the old Sears building. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in addition to those two businesses, we have Ash Mini Storage that we manage. Uh, we manage a, a mini storage facility out in Ash, North Carolina. And then finally, the the fourth business revenue stream is going to be the services provider um, uh, services that we will be offering to the senior communities. Wow. And so how large is like the team and, and do you collaborate across the businesses or do they seem, are they siloed in terms of their operation or do you have like a big broad team and everyone's connecting and across the board, uh, pretty consistent on everything? Yeah, um, it, it's definitely, a, we definitely have a team spirit at BSRI. Um, we're all very connected for as much as we do, I would consider us to be relatively small. We have, I believe I counted the other day, we have right at about 83 employees at this point. Um, so we do a lot with, you know, a, a relatively small staff across the board, but we also have over 500 volunteers that are active and and really engaged um, in supporting what we do. So um, I would answer that question as, the, the businesses, they're definitely not separate. Uh, for example, our, our rentals coordinator and um, the individual who manages the Ash Mini storage leases, she, her office is in one of our senior centers. Um, the thrift store employees, you know, we have them in and out of the senior centers all the time. The, the kind of main manager He's very much a part of our world. We're constantly interacting with him anytime we get a donation and we can't use it in the senior centers. We float it over there. Um, But the way that they're managed is is very cohesive with our with our overall mission. Um, So we're in constant communication with those individuals who do run and operate those businesses, Um, specifically our CEO. His one of his main roles for the organization is to oversee those revenue streams. So him and his team are in constant contact with 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 the businesses and the management. Absolutely. That makes sense to me. And, and even with the size of your team, it seems like you're really punching above your weight in terms of the impact you're having uh, on, on seniors and older adults across the county. So that's awesome. And you had mentioned you hit on volunteerism. So I, I wanted to bring that up. It seems to be a crucial part of BSRI's operations and the different initiatives you have going. Can you elaborate on the role of volunteers and how they make a difference in the lives of senior adults in Brunswick County? 
Absolutely. I first of all just want to start out by saying that I'm a little biased, but BSRI's volunteers are the absolute best. We have people that go above and beyond. Um, So if any of them end up listening to this, I just want them to know that they're so appreciated. Every day they are impacting individuals in Brunswick County and and really making a difference. Um, We have as I mentioned before, over 500 active volunteers. I'm not exactly sure of the number because it changes daily. We have people that register with us to be a a volunteer on a daily basis. Um, And the volunteer role can be far and wide of pretty much anything you can think of. Um, We have people that come and volunteer with us several days a week. We have people that volunteer with us once a month. Um, volunteer roles could be anything from front desk help. We have some folks that help out with the the reception at each of our senior centers. We have, uh, volunteers that help out with administrative tasks, uh, as well as just giving tours of the senior center. So it could be something like that, or we could have volunteers that help out with programs. Um, um, we, we have a whole host of programs and activities that take place in each one of our senior centers. and. We onboard volunteer program leaders to lead and facilitate those activities. Uh, We have so many skilled and talented volunteers that end up coming to us that, you know, could be a retired art teacher or taught a fitness class, you know, for 20 plus years. And they just want to devote some of their time to us. So we're really fortunate to have a great team of volunteer program leaders. And then getting into the the nutrition piece of BSRI, we have folks that help out in our kitchens. Each one of our senior centers serves a daily congregate lunch. Um, so it's a hot lunch that's provided, it's cooked on site daily and served to anyone over the age of 60 that registers. There's no eligibility requirements outside of just being 60 or older. You can come and you can eat with us. You can eat with friends, have a chance to socialize. Um, So we have volunteers that help run that program. Uh, And then we also have a Meals on Wheels program. That's a very, very important volunteer opportunity. It's one that's close to my heart. I've I've ran a few Meals on Wheels routes myself over the years working for BSRI. And I can tell you that nothing will make you feel closer to the mission than to experience that volunteer role. So if you are looking for a volunteer opportunity, that is definitely one I would consider. Those people are very important. Um, and then we have people that help out with our aging resources team. So we have multiple programs under the aging resources division. Uh, we have senior health insurance information program, um, which the acronym for that is SHIP. And it's a program that helps counsel people through their Medicare um, coverage, changes, policies, So we have qualified individuals who've been trained in this that come and volunteer with us and counsel people um, as they go through that. And then we also have volunteers that help out with programs like our medication assistance program. Um, We we have a volunteer that sits at a dashboard and helps to put meals on wheels delivery routes every day. So so yes, plenty of volunteer opportunities. Uh, I could go on and on. There's there's. I can guarantee you that if you're interested in serving your community, we can find a place for you. Hey everyone, hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Real quick, if you haven't already, go ahead and tap the follow button to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. 
It helps our show reach more listeners, brings more awareness to the businesses here in our community, and will ensure you don't miss any new content. So thanks again for taking just a few seconds here to go and hit follow. We really appreciate it. Okay, now back to the show. That's really, really cool. And I just want to stay on Meals on Wheels for a second because I've um, I've been a part of that volunteer service through church when I was younger and uh, helping providing meals to shut-ins. And I can also say that like from firsthand experience, you really see the impact and it, it makes you stop and have gratitude for your own quality of life and maybe some of those things that we all take for granted on a daily basis in terms of mobility and access to nutrition. So I think that's really important. And I just want to make sure I got all the details for the volunteer roles there. So it sounds like you not only need people to help prepare and and kind of package up the meals, but you probably need drivers. Are there other types of specific roles for the Meals on Wheels program where you're in needing of, of volunteers on the most? Yeah, you pretty much nailed it right there. Um, we We have the kitchen assistance folks that come early in the morning and they help us get all of the Meals on Wheels uh, meals packaged. They, they're in like a, a shrink wrap hot plate. They get put into bags with cooling or warming um, pieces of equipment. And then they're sent out with our Meals on Wheels delivery drivers. There's a, a window in which the food stays nice and safe and, and is held at a certain temperature that the drivers pull up. We load their cars up and then send them on their way. Um, and then, yeah, the, the delivery driver takes it from there. They deliver meals to the individual's home. Um, and in doing that, they're not just providing a daily meal, but they're also giving that individual an opportunity to interact with another person. A lot of times our homebound clients, um, the individuals who are, who are at home and, and receiving this meal for a reason, it could be because they don't have uh, the mobility to be able to leave their house. They may not have the financial means to be able to drive somewhere and get a meal themselves. Um, you know, there's a lot of circumstances uh, where you might need to receive a meal. And so those folks may not get to interact with a family member or a friend or someone at the grocery store even like we get to, um, you know, every day. And so the Meals on Wheels driver plays such an important role in combating isolation, which is a very, very big and prevalent issue um, for homebound clients. And so they get that that moment to be able to engage with another person. And in that, the Meals on Wheels driver is able to report back to our aging resources team on any status changes with that client, changes in condition, changes in need. Um, and just ensures the overall well-being of the of the recipient of the meal recipient. Okay, well, that sounds very interesting. It may have to be something that I look into as well. In addition to a forthcoming uh, presentation all about podcasting that I will be doing at one of your facilities. And so, what's the time commitment look like for a Meals on Wheels day? Let's say someone signed up on for the day. Uh, is it like four hours or more, or a couple hours? Oh no, not even that. It's Typically, they will pick up the meals around 10 o'clock and all meals are delivered before 12. So we make sure that the route schedules and the way that the routes run are as efficient as they can be. So folks will be, you know, we send them out, we map the route uh, based on areas of each city. So you're not going to be driving all around Brunswick County delivering meals. You'll be kind of assigned to one area, whether it's Sunset Beach or 
um, ash, shallow, supply, and um, yeah, it, it takes no more than than two hours. Actually, I ran one a few weeks ago when we ended up having a um, a driver that wasn't able to make it in last minute and I happened to be on location and I was asked to run it. And I think I was away from the center from the office for 45 minutes. It was it was a very quick route. So so yeah, it all depends on your your time that you have available and the level, level of commitment you want to make. You can drive routes all week or you can do one a week. Or if you're only interested in doing something once a month, we can definitely find something for you to do. Absolutely. Cool. And since we're on the topic, where can folks go to sign up to volunteer? So we have a volunteer application right on our website. You would go to www.bsrinc.org. So BSRI, like Brunswick Senior Resources Incorporated, um, and then .org. And when you go to the page, we actually have a nice at the top of our banner on our homepage um, that says volunteer. <laughs> you just click that. It takes you to the volunteer application. You fill it out. And then we have a wonderful volunteer coordinator. Her name is Jody. She follows up with you and basically gets you assigned based on what it is that you would like to do and what volunteer roles we have available. Very cool. And I see on the, I'm on your site right now, by the way. And I noticed that there's some other events that you have on the calendar, like this um, jackpot bingo just started up, it looks like. Looks yeah. like there's going to be another night on the town, senior prom yeah. type deal. Um, are there any other events or like any other initiatives that you want to talk about that are coming up or that people should know about? Yeah. So you are on the special events page and that is the page where we post things that are kind of organization wide that that are being coordinated by the entire organization. Um, if you're looking for more community events, I also encourage you to check out the location pages because each senior center coordinates and plans events um, individually for their area, whether it be outreach, whether it be a social event, a concert. Um, a fundraiser. So definitely check those pages out too if you're just looking to to engage with us. And then looking into November, every nonprofit looks at November as an opportunity to fundraise. And we would just like to remind listeners that Giving Tuesday is in November. I'm sure that you've heard of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Well, there's Giving Tuesday as well. And Giving Tuesday is a day that kind of recognizes the day to donate um, whatever you can to a nonprofit or a group or organization that is mission-based. So we would like you to think of BSRI. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, check out the event page, check out our Facebook page. We are really trying to be very, very active on Facebook. Um, and so anytime we have a big event, we will definitely post it there. A lot of very cool things happening. I, I might sound like I'm kind of jumping backwards in the conversation a little bit, but sure, that is because... Fine. I was also thinking a little bit more about these communities that were being built. I just didn't realize that that was all happening as well. And you were talking about um, some of the goals there. So out of curiosity, is that something that would be subsidized by the funding and, um, you know, the, the revenue that's raised by the businesses that are all part of BSRI? Or would it be, um, you know, more just like affordable living? How would that be structured? So. In a perfect world, you know, BSRI would like to create a spectrum of opportunities for seniors. 
Um, you know, as it stands right now in Brunswick County, uh, you you really can't guarantee that you're going to find a rental on a on the market that has all of the resources and things that you would need within close proximity to you. And that is extremely important to seniors. Um, as you age, it's it's very important that you have your community close by. So it's important to have walkability to pharmacies, to grocery stores. Well, it's important to have your doctor close by. It's important to be able to be close to friends or family so you can have the opportunity to socialize. Um, and so you don't end up feeling isolated and alone because as we age, you know, we end up become a little bit more, a little smaller. So, you know, you may experience the loss of a spouse. You may experience the loss of, uh, of a friend. Um, you may be just retiring and you don't know exactly where to, what, where to go or what to do next. So it's really important when we think about housing to think about proximity and to build communities that are close to the to the resources that seniors need. And so when years and years ago, when our executive staff started talking about housing and, and looking at the, the issue that we had, you know, 10 years ago, which it's still a huge issue today, and they forecasted that it was going to continue to be an issue based on our our population growth and the number of seniors that we have living and moving to Brunswick County. And so all of these things, they started to think, okay, well, if we were to, you know, start to address this issue, how do we do it? We would want to build senior housing near our senior centers to start. We would want to be able to have communities that are, you know, built for folks that are 55 and older, where they can come and they can live and socialize and have all that they need in one place so they can remain in place as they age. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of outcomes that happen that are negative when seniors start to transition into the various stages of housing, like assisted living and skilled nursing, because those changes can really impact their mental health, their physical health, um, and their emotional health. And so we know, and data tells us, that people age so much better and end up having such a better quality of life when they're able to age in place. And so, you know, when it becomes time for somebody to move out of their beautiful home, their coastal home into a, a smaller space that they can manage a little bit better. They don't want to be relocated to a whole different area and have to be established with a new physician and have to find a new network of friends and community. They want to be able to stay where they are. And as it currently stands, there's just not a lot of options for seniors in the county right now that kind of fit in that middle ground of I'm not needing assistance yet. I don't need to be in an assisted living facility. I still want to be independent, but maybe can't afford some of the independent living options that are outside of our county. So, so yeah, when we identified this and um, when executive staff saw that this is, this is going to be an area that we need to address, uh, then conversations started happening with investors, um, with members of the county, and to, to, to see how we could move forward. And so Calabash Shores is the first senior housing project on, you know, on the docket in queue. 
We're super, super excited about it. Like I said, our role in that project is a services provider. So we are being paid a fee in order to provide services to the senior living community residents um, that would be able to fulfill those needs. And, you know, in the future, we we definitely are looking at doing even more, potentially becoming property managers of, of a property down the road or potentially building our own properties um, to be able to, again, offer more affordable options uh, for seniors in Brunswick County. Wow. Yeah. Just just the the depth of integrated services that you're providing and looking towards the future and forecasting for it's all very impressive and obviously very important to our community. And you're also making me realize that it's probably not even just, although the impact you're having is mainly in North Carolina and Brunswick County, that these are probably issues and challenges that the broader country is facing too, especially as more people are entering retirement and living longer than ever. Uh, so like where do you see all this going in the future? Is is there, uh, do you think maybe you'll expand to other areas of North Carolina beyond the county maybe, or still going to focus mainly on Brunswick for a while here? Oh, I mean, you know, it, if if we could just do it all, we would. I, I definitely don't think that we should ever put limitations on what we think we should do. Um, because I do think that there is such a need and such a demand even beyond Brunswick County. Um, you know, we're starting here. This is our home. And this area is such a very popular area for folks that are relocating. And so many of them are seniors in addition to the seniors who have lived here their whole lives. Um, and so we're, we're definitely Brunswick County focused right now, but we have spoken with so many different developers and investors that are looking very seriously at this area. And as they're looking at this area, they're looking at, you know, um, further out greater parts of North Carolina. So I, I definitely see us being a part of a lot long term. Courtney, what a nice conversation. It was great talking with you about BSRI and all the great things you're doing for seniors and our community here. The final thing I want to ask is, where can people go to get in touch? I mean, I know that we talked about some of the direct URL links for volunteering. Um, I'll make sure to also in the show notes include a direct link to your donation page. What's the best way for folks to get in touch if they either want to become a community member or have questions or they want to volunteer in some ways? There so specific contact information you can provide, maybe the telephone number, email, and just the website again for folks listening. Absolutely. So again, the website is www.bsrinc.org. Um, we have tons of, of pages on that website and we try to make it very user-friendly so you can navigate and find exactly what you need. Um, the main line, our administrative line, which is basically our phone tree that can direct you to different divisions and locations is 910-754-2300. Um, we also encourage people, like I mentioned before, to like us on Facebook, follow us. Um, please, if you can, share our stories, share our posts so we can get the the word out there about what we're doing. We're really, really trying to create more awareness and gain more exposure and more of a following on our social media. 
Um, and yeah, if you if you ever want to just come and engage with us at an outreach event, um, if you're ever interested in volunteering with us or, you know, being on one of our advisory committees or, you know, potentially one day being a board member, we welcome it. Uh, we definitely we want the community to get involved. Um, obviously, we serve seniors, but there's so much for anybody in Brunswick County to to participate in within our organization. And you can find community, um, you know, even if, for example, you know, without sharing too much information, I'm 32 years old. <laughs> I spend every day at our senior centers and I feel extremely fulfilled by that. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really great organization. I'm so proud to work for them. And I just really believe in our mission and what we're doing. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for Brunswick Senior Resources. You've been listening to the Built in Brunswick podcast. This is original content produced by Growth Stack Media. If you're ready to grow your business with better videos, podcasts, PR, or marketing support, feel free to reach out. All you need to do is click the contact form link in the show description or visit growstackmedia.com and schedule a call. I'd love to hear from you. That does it for today, but stay tuned for more because new episodes are on the way soon. And until then, I'm Jordan Mitchell, and this is Built in Brunswick. <laughs>